that was yeah that that topped it for me that did the boys that was fucking jokes anyway welcome on board guys uh episode 38 of the away end uh jimbo got a hat on this week mate obviously signifies a little bit of sun coming through a little bit of summer coming in give us a shout mate it's mainly so that i can take it off and rest it on my bosom when harry kane leaves tottenham hotspur football club mate that's what it is (laughs) well we'll we'll definitely go down that avenue i assure you on that one my man and baker you've had a trim oh no maybe not i have seen you since that yeah super greasy (laughs) yeah (laughs) how's things brother you good yeah, I'm good. It's been under a hat for about eight hours, so this is this is the result of that. <laughs> um, so yeah, a shit ton happened this weekend. A lot of big and well, and back end of last week. So I think we're just going to hop straight in. A big story, speculation, James, I want to call it, but uh, we'll get on to that. Starting with this, are we? No, no, no. We're going to start with the FA Cup and. Leicester's first ever FA Cup win. Four times have lost in the final. That, to me, that's just craziness. Like, uh, I, I genuinely did not know that until he brought that up, and I thought, wow, that's mental. Like, how how can Leicester have not won it? They, they were successful. They, you know, they were a fairly big team back, you know, not that long ago, were they? But, Jimbo, you're shaking your head. What do you think, man? Uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought Yuri Tillemans was fucking unbelievable, like all over the place. And his goal was naughty, wasn't it? How many, how many of the top six? I know Leicester are still the top six, but how many of the top six are regretting not signing Tillemans now? Yeah, he looks like an absolute steal, I must admit. Yeah, I think we were linked with him. We got Giovanni Lo Celso instead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know United were. I mean, well, we won't even go down the Celso route. Uh, Baker, you watch. You what do you think? I did, I did. but you you forget that like Tielemans has been around for absolutely ages because he was playing in the Champions League for Anderlecht when he was about sixteen. Yeah, and he's been around and, for absolutely. Ages. It just seems weird that he that he went to Monaco and this sort of dropped off the radar a bit and pitched up at Leicester. But he's obviously an incredibly talented player. But I got to admit that watching this game especially the aftermath, my like, overriding emotion was just, I'm just jealous of Leicester. It's really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> really just... jealous of Leicester. Like the way that like, their owner at the end, they're all co- like, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine Man United win the Europa League? And they're all like, God, Joel, Avram, come down, mate. Go, yeah. come on. <laughs> can't imagine any of our clubs United Newcastle or Tottenham being like oh come down yeah we love you we really want you involved in our celebrations like yeah can you imagine yeah Arsenal getting fucking cronky in Come on, Josh, to a beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it just... It just made me jealous because I can imagine, like, someone saying to Mike Ashley, Mike Ashley going on the pitch, if there were fans there, <laughs> we'd witness an actual, an actual lynching if he went anywhere. <laughs> Mate, it, there would not be enough stewards to hold back angry Geordies from getting on the pitch and taking out Mike Ashley. You're fucking... I'd be a tidal wave. <laughs> um, so... Does I'm posing this question? Does this do we think increase Brendan Rodgers' stock massively? Do we think he's now? Because I let's be honest, he's a good manager, isn't he? he? He was he was good for for Liverpool. He nearly won it all for Liverpool at the Premier League wise and terms. Um, I mean, does he go from a good to a great manager, or does he need to prove himself a little bit more after that bottle job last season? Or I do think this is 
for me, has definitely increased his stock. Maybe not to great, but I think he's he's definitely a solid, good, like top six, top, yeah, top six manager now, definitely, yeah. right? Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jimbo, their talk of him going to, to Spurs, we won't get too deep into that, but a lot of people are just saying it's a sidestep, isn't it? Would you agree? I have, I have one question. Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ba- I agree, yeah. Baker, what do you think? Good Good, solid, and I'm saying solid as in like he's Sean Dyche or something, but you know, like, or you know, whatever. But you know, sorry, Joey, if you're listening, but he would agree that on the man's name, he's just won an FA Cup, mate. Okay, I'm not saying solid as in Sean Dyche. I'm saying, you know, he's he's better than that. I'm saying he's a good he's a good manager yeah. now. I would class him as yeah. He's a good, I think, yeah, he's a very good manager. Um I don't really, I don't really think that was ever in doubt to be honest because he's always he's always wherever he's been he's always done quite well I mean admittedly winning it all at Celtic while Rangers were in the third division doesn't seem particularly difficult the way he sort of left Liverpool was a little bit like you know he he hadn't won anything properly had he there no but he overachieved with that squad yeah true to be fair yeah and then Klopp came in and and that squad had some had some like real odd players in it you know what I mean but, um, but I think Leicester, Leicester as a club, including Brennan Rodgers, are just they're just really progressive, forward thinking. They're in they they're in their means. They are. What I, and what I did also really like, which I fully agree with on Brendan Rodgers, he said as a, as a British manager, he said like I love the FA Cup, and I was like, you know what, yeah. I love the FA Cup, and I got time for that. When people, when managers saying, you know, he was like happy that. They'd won it. Obviously, everyone's had, but you know what I mean? Like, he was really, you know, that was something we were aiming for at the start of the season. So, on the flip side of that, there was a lot of talk of Tuchel picking the wrong team or what What do we think after, how impressive have been over these last five, six months? Do we think Tuchel could potentially get to two finals and not win either now? Like, it's a yeah. real possibility considering we were yeah. saying, well, I said last week, if he won both, I would put him as manager of the year. But I do think, you know, he, he showed a little bit of a crack sort of, didn't he? They're not. They're not guaranteed to finish in the top four either. So if they no. could have a season where they're losing both finals and finish fifth, yeah, which would be, which would be, <laughs> James, which would be, uh, <coughs> it'd be delicious. That would absolutely not the best. Yeah. Not the best. But um, um, I don't know. What, I don't know what happened to him. To be honest, they were no, so they flat. so flat, didn't they? Mm, yeah, I, I saw a lot of people on Sky Sports and uh, comments on Twitter and stuff saying that he picked the wrong team and stuff. But for me, I, I thought. It's kind of hard with that Chelsea squad, isn't it? They're like they've got so many good players in every position. You can always say, "Oh yeah, he picked the wrong team because X player didn't start, Y player." And it's like, yeah, but you've got an equally good player in that position that could start, you know, and play equally as well. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of going back to Vernon Rodgers. I thought he was obviously a very good manager, but I thought. Bringing on Wes Morgan with like twenty minutes to go was like such a such a fucking kamikaze move. Bringing on a 35, 36 year old who hasn't played in about six months, and he almost scored an own goal at cost in the final. But that, that that's a that's big that's a big dick move. That you know what I mean? Yeah. And like usually you can wait until like the ninety first minute and bring him on, not give him like actual fucking playing time. That was hilarious. <laughs> Let's be honest though as well. Big shout out to Casper Schmeichel. He kept that that save for against Mason Mount. Fucking hell! Like you could see in Mason Mount's face, he 
was so sure that was in. He when yeah. it left his foot, I couldn't believe he got down quick yeah. enough to get that because it was it was like a deflected volley, yeah. wasn't it? Like it was mental. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. It, he, he spoke really well after the game as well, Casper Schmeichel. I thought. Um, yeah, I think my favorite thing from this was having the fans back in and uh, oh, yeah. such a difference. Like, it made, it made me realize how much I have actually missed it, even watching on the telly. Like, how much yeah. I missed the crowd noise. But um, very evident towards <laughs> the end. So there was. Well, I was going to say, yeah, one big moment, yeah. And what what do you what do you boys think about the VAR? I think he was off. Baker. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's it is what it is these days, isn't it? There's been much closer calls this season. Yeah, that haven't been given. I, I think that was. I think it wasn't super obvious, but I think he was off. I think the Bamford one. Uh, I can't remember who they were against. When literally, like, he's leaning forward against who? Alice, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's leaning forward, and they called that. Off. That's closer. Like I, pain one from last week was worse. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, think, I think this was fairly obvious, to be honest. I don't really get why people were getting the hump about it. Like I thought, but it's just I, it's, it's, it's one of them that I wouldn't. I just wouldn't call like it's the way that VR is implemented. I just wouldn't call it because yeah, like with with at the at the speed of sight, you can't really tell. He probably he was, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have kicked up a fast feet if that was called on side. You know what I mean? I don't think any. One could really. It's so marginal that, like, I just wish they'd give the benefit of the doubt to the attackers at times because it would. I mean, not 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 because I spot Chelsea or anything, but it's just it's just so fucking. It, it's just so nitpicky and just fucks. It just fucks with it. To be honest, I think I'm very grateful for the reaction videos we got from it, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I know a lot of. Oh, well, I know Danny Murphy was very passionate on it this week on Talksport, basically saying that. Yeah, he thinks it's ruining the game. Essentially, that he thought that the reaction. He, he said, like, where he quoted Mikel Antonio, where he said basically he doesn't really celebrate goals anymore until yeah. the referee finally. And he said that's sort of killing it. But then the opposite argument to that was, well, you saw the celebration from Chelsea, then the disappointment, then the elation from Leicester fans. So it's like, at the same time, it's sort of like mixed emotions as well, isn't it? Like, I know it's sort of taken away, but... I just think it's gone, like, with the lines and shit, I think it's gone... We just implemented too much technology, if you know what I mean. Have replays, for sure. But if you can't tell just from looking at it and you have to bust the fucking... the lines out, then it's too marginal to call either way. Do you know what I mean? To give the benefit, like, I thought VAR was going to be brought in for, like, the proper, the proper missed shit. You know what I mean? The stuff that... The stuff that you really, really is like the injustices in inverted commas, not to f- nitpick every fucking goal for anything. And it's just, yeah. Just to play as devil's advocate, I thought this was fine and I loved it. So, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, it was funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And let, let's be honest, it, it couldn't have, if it had happened to Leicester, I think I would have been more, I think I'd have been more gutted. <laughs> um, right. I'll be honest, Baker, this next game, mate, I have not seen any of it. So <laughs> can you run me through this? I just, I've literally seen the scoreline on Friday night, this absolute madness that is Manchester City 4, Newcastle 3. So give me the lowdown, mate. You know when you're at school, right, and it's the end of term, the teacher can't be asked to show to teach or anything, so they just get the TV and you watch Shrek or something. That's what this yeah. game was. <laughs> I don't feel like either team like which Shrek I think Shrek 2 is better than Shrek I reckon oh do you reckon yeah yeah 
I saw a hit piece on a Guardian today saying Shrek One was lazy and it lowered the quality of children's animation in a generation. Oh, <laughs> that's a Guardian. I, like, I do read the Guardian. I like it, but sometimes they just just leave Shrek alone, mate. There's yeah. problems in the world. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Anyway, yeah, we're getting sidetracked, <laughs> boys. <laughs> Mate, Shrek's fucking wicked. Anyway, um, yeah, it was one of them end of term feels like I don't. It wasn't a sign that Newcastle can can mix it with the big boys. And it wasn't. Whoa, 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 baby. <laughs> it's not. It's not a sign. Yeah. Not a sign that City are like lazing up. Like neither. T- I mean, Ferran, Ferran Torres might be the type of player who would attempt that goal every time. But like, it's one of them, it's just like, what have I got to lose? I might as well, I might as well try and back it or flick it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking, to be fair, I saw, I saw the highlights and I must admit, it's, uh, that was filth, that was. It was an unbelievable goal. And we, and we, we overachieved in this game somewhat, <laughs> considering, I mean, we hit the, we hit the bar at 1-0 to us, but I don't know, we looked quite good in the counter-attack because we got really quick players and City were a bit hungover, I think. So it's a bit of fun. I mean, there's always, there's always this kind of game at the end of the season I remember a couple of years ago Spurs and Leicester and it was like 7-5 or something stupid and it, yeah like the team defenders just, are just giving up they're on yeah. holiday already they're like oh whatever get by us you're, you're as knackered as us we'll get by you in like the next five minutes so. one thing I do want to flag is that like Pep so- suddenly grew, got all emotional and played as far as I can tell an 106 year old man in goal yeah but I thought that his treatment and someone out there's a, another podcast I was listening to that brought this up. His treatment is like he's a dying cancer patient. Like <laughs> he's still a professional footballer. And like, oh, it's amazing. Look at him. He's playing. Oh, wow. <laughs> you played for England like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, he is, he is definitely still a multi-millionaire and we're all like feeling like dead. Oh, it's so nice for him to play, isn't it? Got cast. He hasn't played in the Premier League for ten years. Oh wow! He's not. He's not like they picked a steward out of the crowd. Like <laughs> he's still a fucking professional goalkeeper. Hey, we're talking about like we've just gone well off piece. It's well relaxed this episode. We're talking about teams being on the beach and finished. I think we're done for the season, aren't we? <laughs> um, well, after that, we have another at. Uh, Absolute madness. Like, yes, Alison header against West Bromwich Albion, 95th minute. And like I said before we came on out, I thought his, his interview after was very, it felt quite nice. But I loved the bit where they said, you know, do you train to do headers, uh, you know, in, in training and stuff? And he went, no, it just, just came at me and I just, just got my head on it. And I was like, yeah, I kind of got time for that. I've got time for that kind of attitude. I didn't actually, really, it just actually, came at me and I added it. Actually, he said God had his hand on his head. Oh, what? Okay, we didn't we didn't want to make it too godlike, did we? Religion-y, but okay, God had his hand on his head. What's, he what's Portuguese for stick your fucking nut on it? <laughs> I, I take nothing away from him, though. It was a beautiful header. Oh, mate. Top I mean, Yeah. Also, also, I do like how nothing seemed to change in the West Brom plan for defending in that corner seeing a fucking six foot three man wearing tights just, 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 he just like sort of rambles in doesn't he he doesn't even move either it just lands square on his fucking forehead but no one thinks to do anything about it it's so yeah. weird 
Yeah. That happens quite a lot, though, where like you get either someone comes up for a, for a corner or a set piece, or someone comes on, like a sub comes on, and often scores because I think it kind of sows a bit of chaos in the in the defending. Yeah, yeah. Because like, obviously they're obviously so drilled to be like, right, you watch this guy or you watch this area. You throw someone else in the mix, it confuses things a little bit. Yeah, can you imagine Big Sam in the dressing room after that? Yeah, <laughs> Big Sam was big sad after this game. Honestly, <laughs> he was not I see, happy. I see what you did there. Nice. Thanks. No wordplay for you. Big sad. Yeah, I mean, you, you do love to see it as well. It's been absolutely ages since since that's happened. Since Begovic in 2013, I think. Bloody hell! Was is it that long ago? I do you remember Begovic doing it? But I didn't didn't think it was that long ago. Fucking hell! Remember Begovic oh. and Paul Robinson doing it against Watford in 2007 because I was there. At oh. I was there at White Hart Lane for that one. Jesus. Um. One other thing I've noticed in this, how is Robson, Hal Robson Carnu only 31? Like, <laughs> like, that guy is, like, 50. He's literally been around forever. Like, how? It's, it's not... I mean, lovely finish. Good, lovely, lovely finish. I must admit, I think it's, like, one of his first games he's played in a while, isn't it, for Big Sam just giving him a little run out. But... Uh, <laughs> Give him a little run out. But... Mate, how is he 31? He can't be. That, I, 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 I obviously Wikipedia'd it and I thought someone's changed this for a laugh. But no, it's the truth. He's got 13 Premier League goals in his career. Jesus Christ. Um, and also... To be fair, every time I hear Hal Robson Carney's name, do you remember last Euros when he scored a cross? The, the, the Hal Robson Carney turn, now it's called. How, how much does that feel like a weird fever <laughs> dream nowadays? Mate... <laughs> That's that was that was fucking legendary. That was when yeah Wales went the semis, wasn't it? Then, um, but yeah, big, big result for Liverpool overall in terms of getting yeah in football, big time, man, big time. They they are really pushing, aren't they now to to try and qualify? Um, what the fuck was that Bartley goal which got disallowed? Like, do you see it? Like, yeah. I, like just because a player was in front of the keeper, he was he was not interfering with play. He he did not for me did not impede Allison's view. Like Allison was not getting that no matter what. Like the player in front of him or not. And I just thought, nah. I mean, we've had both sides of it. I mean, well, Jim thinks the Chilwell's was uh, was an offside. I probably agree with him, and it was Baker, but that. Yeah. For for VAR is a shocker for me. That's how. <laughs> seems point. Seems yeah. It seemed weirdly pointless. I gotta say. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to talk about this, but yeah, United flopped twice in four days, and um, yeah, kind of. I've got. Oh shit! I think the game's. It's a game. It's, it's it's finished. It's finished, and I can. Oh, already finished. I can say that you have flopped once again. Oh, have we? You drew one all against Fulham. Brilliant. Well, that shows how hard I've been working on my work that I didn't have completely forgotten it was even on. Um, well, there we go. Uh, three there as well. No, that was nice. Say again. 
Fan, fans of the game. I mean, it ruined my tram. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, it ruined yeah. my tram ride home. But still, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I don't really want to talk about it too much. But yeah, it was it was one of them, wasn't it? Where they can't really complain. There was a lot of complaints about it being a Tuesday and a Thursday, playing forty eight hours apart. But there was ten changes in the two teams, two starting lineups. So there was a complete. It was a completely different setup. So I, yeah, two on the beach. Yeah, I mean, I'd be like right now, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That, that's why I'm, I'm hoping that isn't the case for Europa, but I really could could see that happen, and I really could. Yeah, but I'm not. I mean, it is ridiculous. You played on the sixth, the ninth, the eleventh, and the thirteenth of May, and I'm, yeah. and I mean, football players they're not they're not like they won't always have the energy. And I do I do think, in fact, as in. I mean, it doesn't excuse certain like aspects of United's performance, like defending a corner for Swanchu's goal or whatever. Maybe. But I mean, they are human beings still. At the end of the day, you can't put that. Yeah, games every two days shouldn't really happen. You're right. No, I do agree. But there was a lot of complaint last week between them two games. Just and for me. I was just like, these two games, yeah, they've been unfortunately placed with obviously the situation that happened at Old Trafford two or three weeks ago. But, you know, it is what it is. And like like I said, there was 10 changes. But I do agree. Overall, the the entire schedule has been pretty brutal. I mean, for every team, there wasn't there, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially, my, especially, with, especially with the Europa League as well. Travelling yeah. around is never ideal. No. <laughs> Uh, my takeaway is Man United need free signings this summer and they're not going to get any of them well they might get one uh, Varane Basuma and, and uh, Sancho would be perfect not going to happen though is it Glazers are not putting their hands anywhere near their pockets and, well, to, be, uh, to be fair mate mate, you don't have Ed Woodward anymore yeah but mate I don't. You, don't have a, you don't have anyone who's going to fuck around all summer and then suddenly throw too much money at the wrong player what makes yeah. you think they're going to bring in anyone who's any different than Ed Woodward? Well, I mean, I'd love him. I mean, the way Ed Woodward dealt with transfers, I think probably Dan would probably do a better job of it. <laughs> I, I I would not disagree <laughs> with that, mate. And I am not the person to be talking to about transfers. Well, for he's still in the job, isn't he? Until the end of the season, I think. Yeah, he's still at the end of the club. Yeah, but I mean, but, in, in reality, like you could get, you could get two of them players for fairly reasonable prices now. I mean, reasonable in terms of uh, overall uh, value, I feel. But anyway, we're not going to carry on with that. Can't uh, believe we are still pining over Sancho, mate, a year later. Yeah, well, I don't really want him, but I think he would definitely help if we're, if we're really wanting to talk about United challenging for the champion uh, for Premier League and Champions League like they need they can't rely on Mason Greenwood and and Juan Mata for the, the whole of next season like it's just not going to happen is it mm. I love Juan Mata I love I love Mason Greenwood it's not going to happen <laughs> I think we should talk about it at the end of the season but I do think the, the transfer window is going to be a pretty interesting one <laughs> definitely Definitely, definitely, mate. And, well, you have segued us in beautifully there, my man. James, yes, it is that time. We have mentioned it a couple of times on this show. (laughs) But for me, I think this is a sign that Mr. Kane, Mr. Harry Kane, is is probably... I don't think it's going to happen, but I think all of his speculation is the truth. I really do, James, unfortunately, my mate. So go on. 
I liked how you called it a sign and not the fact that he just said he wants to go. It's pretty strong as signs go, isn't it? Yeah, I know. But, but James still says there's no source. James says there's there's not a an official source. It's speculation. So let let, let our resident Tottenham fan, what do you think, James? <laughs> I don't know, mate. I think I think um I think there is a lot of speculation going on. I think Sky Sports love to stir the pot on stuff like this. Um I think as a Tottenham fan, you obviously associate yourself with certain journalists and outlets that are more reliable than others. Um, several tier one sources have kind of backed the Sky, Sky News story. Several tier one sources, including the BBC, have said nothing's been said. No formal request has been put in. No conversations have been had. Um, Ryan Mason said he's not heard anything about it. He's not had a conversation with Harry and he talks to him every day. So I really don't know what to believe at this point. Um, part of me is obviously doesn't want him to go because I think he's probably... <laughs> one of if not the best player Tottenham's ever had and he's absolutely critical to the little bits of success we have had over the last you know five six seven eight years um but if it's the time it's the time mate to be honest I'd love if he went I'd love to get a big old sack of money for him mate but I just don't think the economy's there for it at the moment I think realistically I think we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago you've got to think about who can afford him probably United City PSG Chelsea, Chelsea. yeah Chelsea I think if he goes to Chelsea he's fucking dead to me yeah well this is a thing in it I know there's been a lot of talk about Chelsea honestly he's too much of a Tottenham man isn't he he can't I can you can't cross that boundary. The thing that worries surely. me is if I if I see him going anywhere, I can see him in Sky Blue, mate. Yeah, game over for the rest of the season if they have Kane, mate. It's, it, mate, it's game over for the next two, three. If Kane can stay injury free, it's game over for two, three seasons. That they'll win, they'll win that hands down. Unless United literally went out and spent. Oh well, everyone, Liverpool, United, Chelsea, everyone went out and spent 150 to 200 mil. Like the squad they've already got, and then to add Kane on top of that would just be like, ridiculous imagine swapping Moussa Soko for Kevin De Bruyne and I don't know <laughs> Lucas Mora for Phil Foden and then put Kane on the end of all that like fuck me it'd be savage wouldn't it yeah. um, but I mean to summarise I don't want to believe it but if it's the time it's the time and I think a lot of Tottenham fans are just you know at peace with it it was going to happen eventually I think but we'll see I'd love to be proved wrong <laughs> I mean, where do, you, where do you even start with replacing him? I you know, know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I saw a stat today that um, uh, Tottenham <laughs> spent £140 million pounds on strikers before Harry Kane, before they had a top-tier striker, before Harry Kane, if that makes sense. Yeah. We, we, I mean, you've got to think of the strikers we've had while we've had Kane in. We've had Vincent Janssen, uh, Fernando Llorente, um, so, fucking what's-his-face from Benfica we've had in this season. Carlos Vinicius. Yeah. Carlos Vinicius, who's then not... you have Roberto Soldado at one point as well. Soldado as well, yeah. Bobby Soldado. I mean, so, to, to, yeah. Not, not to kick you while it down, but someone, someone went and drew up the list of 29 players who've transferred from Tottenham to win trophies since 2008 when they last won the league cup and they've come, they've won 44 league titles 32 cup titles 11 continental trophies and 31 other trophies yeah and it is, might be more than that to be honest if Trippier wins I think that, do you know what I think that, that might be what sealed the deal for Kane seeing Trippier about to win a fucking league title no I think that's a separate thing but um, yeah if Trippier wins the league then yeah that's another one and then if uh, Juan Foyth wins the Europa League with Villarreal that's another one I oh, think man. honestly <laughs> harking back to what we talked about earlier I think it was seeing Leicester win the FA Cup yeah yeah possibly yeah 
And I think it's the fact that Chelsea are in the Champions League final, City in the Champions League final. Got to get to you a bit, psychologically, I think. Yeah, for sure. You're 100% right, man. I think I think seeing all of that success around him, and you can have as much individual success, win as many golden boots as you want. It, you want you want to win something as a team, don't you, eventually? And I do think it was, like you said, it was going to happen, wasn't it, eventually, I think. And it's a shame because, like you said, it's a nice story that he could have stayed there and 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 broken every record but he has said apparently that he, he doesn't want to leave the uh the premier league couple one very funny one and one semi-serious but i think james you might like this one but one of them which was matt loughton on uh on talk sport uh suggested that manchester united could trade lingard in, in a in a cash plus Lingard deal for Kane and literally I started pissing myself I was hey, like player of the month what? man player of the month mate <laughs> well he's had six months of half decent play and that's it and you think he said oh yeah probably 30 40 million pounds like a make weight wouldn't it? I was like what are they on about what is he on about hey, this um, is all you need to do yeah you get Brendan Rodgers from uh, Leicester and you get Jesse Lingard in from United and then <laughs> the treble's on mate that's <laughs> Um, one <laughs> semi-serious one I know this would mean him going across to the rivals but would you accept Timo Werner and say 80 to 100 million for Kane? Absolutely not mate Timo Werner is the biggest fraud Mate he can't he, he cannot be this bad forever no, at Chelsea he's, he's, he's not he's a good player man he, he can't is. He's a good player. He causes chaos even when he's not scoring. Yeah, he, he, he could he not... He win titles, Baker. Go well, on. he might win the fucking Champions <laughs> League, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate, if he scores the winner in the Champions League, I'll eat my words and I'll do a formal apology on next week on, uh, on the podcast after. I don't know, man. I, I genuinely can't see him in being that. But anyway... In, in reality, I do think it would be a, a player plus cash deal. So, James, in reality, out of them three teams which are suggested, who would you... What, United, City, Chelsea? Who would you accept as that? Oh, go on, Baker, go on. I would say you can never take... take you have to take into account the player's like personal life as well. Yeah, yeah. true. Like, maybe, maybe for his family, maybe he wants to stay in London. It wouldn't be that much of an adjustment. Yeah. So, that, that sort of thing does factor into people's minds. Yeah, definitely. I don't care about that shit though. So, you you can have one. You can you can have one player. Who, who would you take with with some money? I don't know. Say how much money you after you've picked a player. Well, I can take any player from one of them three teams. Uh, who would who would you who would you accept, mate? Just for future prospect, Phil Foden. I think probably. For, would you? Yeah, send him there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Are we talking realistically or just any player? Just, just whatever, mate. Yeah, whatever you fancy. Yeah, he's just picked <laughs> Phil Foden. He's not yeah, even maybe, Manchester. Maybe. Oh, God, I don't know. From them lot. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Maybe Kai Havertz. No, he, won't, he wouldn't leave, I don't think. No, no, no. But this is, we're talking not, Phil Furnan's not going to leave City, is he? To no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think in terms of like playing style, there isn't there isn't a Kane type figure that's of anywhere near the same quality because he is a complete striker. He's the, the complete striker, isn't he? Whereas Havertz and Havertz and Werner are two very different types of player. Phones are very different type of player. I can't mm. think of like a shitter Harry Kane, if you know what I mean. 
No, you can't. I maybe have Lewandowski from three or four years ago, but mate, he's just got forty fucking goals now. Yeah, I know he has, but age age comes on quickly. A- yeah, age is going to catch up eventually. I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some like left field bids from outside of. Yeah, yeah. but I think I think you probably are onto something in terms of family life because he is a family man, isn't he? And he. I hate uh, James will hate saying this, but yeah, I could genuinely see him going across to Chelsea if if family did come into it. But I mean, you, you got you got to take it into account, and, and maybe he doesn't want to go and live in Manchester, which he should. Manchester's wicked, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Manchester, but it's also fucking raining all. The, I mean, I'm saying that and it looks lovely outside, but it rains. Not- North London, North London ain't tropical. I don't know what you've been told. <laughs> yeah, but it's slightly better, mate. Is it though? All right, fine. I mean, we'll yeah, agree to disagree, I, I, mate. I think for what for once, it's like the two Spanish giants won't be able to come in because neither of them can fucking afford it. And also, I hope you, I hope you guys are ready for this to be talked about every day for the rest of what will feel like the rest of your life yeah. which is what makes me think that's why Sky Sports are stirring it it's good news it's good it's clickbait it's good headline mate this this is 100% as soon as England get knocked out in the quarterfinals yeah, yeah. this is all the papers are putting in there Kane missed glaring chance because yeah. he had his mind on joining Manchester City or Manchester United and you're like well his head's, his head's been turned his head's yeah. been turned you know Basically, it's- I mean to round off the section I think it probably should happen but I don't see how it can unless Levy is willing to accept far less than he is going to accept or someone comes in and does something stupid like gives Phil Foden and it's not going to happen that Kevin De Bruyne or something like that it's not going to happen though like no one no one is doing that like so yeah I, I think I kind of agree with James that it, it he can kick up a fuss all he wants but in reality he's got three years left on his contract like but it's a no it's a no win situ- no win situation for everyone involved yeah. if that happens if you're if you're Tottenham you're more it makes more sense in my opinion so if you if he really wants to go to get him out quickly get a deal done get a fuckload of money get rid of him we don't do that here no yeah, I know I was just going to say mate and also you do realise Daniel Levy you just yeah, no, keep remembering that mate I know it's not going to happen but I just think it would make more sense you're right you've got to take into account that other players in that dressing room seeing the captain the leader the guy who scores all their fucking goals wanting to go and if your son if you're Deli not Deli Ali or not Deli Ali um, yeah if you're son if you're Mora if you're one of the one of the other attacking and players and belly you're thinking why should I stick around if we, this club's not heading the right direction yeah and I said, what, "What's to say? If you, you need to get that, you need to get that influence out quickly." I'd say, mate. I, I think, I think now, even more than ever, the the managerial appointment at the end of the season is going to be so important, isn't it? Like it's, yeah, it'll turn yeah. it, it'll, it'll turn around and stay when they appoint fucking I don't know Eddie Howe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just to round it off, I think it's a nice little piece. Uh, well, Baker, have you got have you got eye on Europe? Course, boy, course he does. Of course he does. There's some like the, the two title races in Spain and France are going to the last day. Spain is getting tasty, I've seen. But before that, uh, Roy Hodgson leaving Crystal Pass at the end of the season. I put here quick reaction, slightly sad, but also you know it's kind of time isn't it for it. Completely agree, right? He but, is um, 73 years old. Yeah. 
I mean, come on, man. Like you've been you've been knocking about long enough now. Like just can I just can I just quickly say I like he's had a career that most that I think was definitely one of a kind. Because if you look at all he's done, he's an absolute legend in like Sweden, Norway, Switzerland. Yes, like, and, like I love that. I love that he's been. Mate, around. You know what I mean, that's that that I really like it. He's I, done, do, I do got time for it I must admit he's, he's done some mad shit with like Moldo in, or like, yeah. he's just he's just no, Malmo sorry I, I just like it it's, it's, you don't see it you don't see it enough I don't think people are just probably going outside their comfort zones that's why like Graham Potter came from like Ostersund didn't he in Sweden yeah true but anyway yeah respect to Roy Hodgson right cue the jingle Baker's Eyes on Europe. Yes, 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 yes. And as we were just saying, the title races in Spain and France are pretty tasty. It's in Atletico Madrid's hands. Somehow they resisted the massive bottle they were threatening to pull so far. Two points ahead of Real Madrid with one game to play against Valladolid, who are are 19th and need to win to not get relegated. So it's going to be... But even if if they draw and Real Madrid win, Real will win on head-to-head. So they need need better Real's result. That's all they need to do. However, I think Real Madrid have got Villarreal, which is a, not an easy game at all. Will their will, will their heads be in it, or will they will be already be playing the Europa League final in their mind? It's going to be quite interesting to see. Uh, Barcelona managed to fuck themselves pretty spectacularly in the space of about a week and a half. Yes, they they are out, and I think the rumor is that Koeman, that Koeman's getting the boot at the end of the season. I'm not sure what they expected to be honest with you, but I think it'd be nice. It'd be nice. I think it's the fact that Simeone's only won one league title and how good Atletico have been for so long. It's good to see him get another one. Uh, Lille in France missed the chance to win the league this weekend. They drew up. They drew away at Saint Etienne. And it allows PSG to pull up to a point behind them. And so that's going to the last day. They just got a better PSG's result. I think they've got someone who aren't... I don't think they've got a too tough a game. I think it's against Angers, I want to say. But PSG have got a game against Brest. <laughs> Brest. <laughs> anyway, uh, we talked about it earlier. Lewandowski's equaled that record from Gerd Muller. He's scored 40 goals in a season, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Dortmund had a good week. They won the cup. Did you see, did you guys see um, Erling Haaland's first goal? It was fucking amazing. He absolutely bullied Upamecano. He like threw him on the floor. It was, it was so good. And he, he, he knocks it past him and just fucking throws him on the ground. It's great. Uh, they battered Leipzig in the in the final 4-1. They secured Champions League football this weekend, so I think Haaland will probably stay one more year. Another big another big German team is going to go down. It's either Werder Bremen, Cologne, or Bielefeld. And Werder Bremen have been in the top league for 40 years, over 40 years. So if Schalke and Bremen go down, that's like the equivalent of Everton and I don't know Tottenham going down. <laughs> Mental. Juventus is still not in the top four which is hilarious. <laughs> but they still have a chance to be it. They still have a chance to finish the top. They beat Inter Milan consequently last week. Uh, but yeah, that's based on Europe. Who do, what do you reckon is going to happen? Do you reckon Atletico are going to win it? I really, really hope they are. But it's no it's no easy game against Valladolid if, if they need to win to stay up, is it? Like, If anything, I think it's probably easier that way, weirdly, because I think if you play against a team with nothing to play for, you're the only nervous team. Whereas they're just like fucking kicking back, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I suppose, but also at the same time, I feel like Valladolid will just be absolutely so up for it. But I I suppose then in that respect, yeah, like you would hope that the quality just shows from Atletico and they can just, you know, play it around and and win. But 
Juventus, sorry, they're one point outside the top four, one point behind Napoli, and everyone's played the same amount of games. And I think Napoli have still got to play. I think Milan have got to play Atalanta, who are second. Who are fucking second? That's insane. That's absolutely insane. I think Juventus has got a much easier game, so probably going to squeak in. But I really, really hope not. It's, it's not what Agnelli was thinking, was he, when he appointed Pirlo? <laughs> well, and also, what would be kind of an, an annoyance if that happened, if he didn't get in, would, uh, what's his name, the, the chairman would have, would, it'll kind of give him a justification of, oh, see, we need to be in the SL so we can get money. And it's like, yeah. Fuck off, mate. Oh shit, yeah. One more a couple more things I forgot to mention. Um Portugal Wait, cue the jingle. <laughs> yeah, cue the jingle again. <laughs> uh Portugal. Um Sporting won the league for the first time in 19 years. And I hope yeah, and you, I was just talking about enjoying the Harry Kane saga for the summer. Enjoy literally every sporting player being linked with a move away, because that's how it works. But um yeah, shout there's a guy called there's a fella called Pedro Gon Gonsalves who plays for them and he's gonna he he scored twenty goals from midfield, so they pretty much replaced Bruno Fernandez, which is good for them. And yeah. Daniel. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean we'll sign him, mate, and we we will just have another one on the bench like Donnie is for the whole season. You're loving an unnecessary creative midfielder, don't you? Yeah, yeah. We all, we always need that, but we, we would never get a fucking right wing or a centre back, will we? Oh, <laughs> I'd love to see some fucking clubs like sporting director coming to United, being like, "Yeah, I'm looking for a creative midfielder." <laughs> uh, look at our selection. <laughs> Wide range of, uh, I don't know. I reckon I, I do reckon Sancho's going to move in this summer, though. Uh, I hope. Uh, well, it kind of would look quite good business as well for United, considering he hasn't had. I know he's been playing quite well probably the last 10-15 games but I think it is his price tag's nowhere near what they're asking for like they're nowhere they're not getting over 100 million for him this season this summer coming up like if he's going it'll go for like 60 to 80 I bet like so I think every other team in Germany at the minute is just looking at the fact that Bayern have just appointed Nagelsmann and bought up Meccano and thinking what's the point <laughs> like yeah. We ain't winning shit, are we? What well, they they've won nine in a row, haven't they? Now, yeah, and and they put your house and then winning again next year. Because like there's just no other German team that can put any kind of consistency together to match them. They are so far away. Bundesliga yeah. ain't looking so fun next season. Bundesliga, yeah. The fun's like elsewhere. You've got to look for your fun. <laughs> you've been listening to the Away End. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Away End Pod. And if you've enjoyed the episode, drop us a few quid and check the link in the episode description. Just tell your mates about this pod because that's the only way we're actually going to get anywhere with this. So please, please do, guys. Thanks very much. Have a good one.